Welcome, my chingus, to episode 115 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about B.I.G., Elephant, Icon, Kresha Chu, Loco, Marmelo, Seventeen, Sohi, Twice, and Vix. My name is Steven, and with me is my longtime co-host, Josh. Hello. Now, This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-Pop music video releases. In each episode, Josh and I will pick what we think is the best song of the last two weeks. You can find more of our episodes on iTunes, the Google Play Store, or, or, or SoundCloud. And you can go to our website, This Week in K-Pop. And you can go to our website, thisweekinkpop.com, which is updated sometimes. Dude, I need to learn to speak. That was a rough intro for you. Uh, I mean, the audience may never hear it because I'll edit it together into a genius And it'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. Uh, so they won't understand what the hell we're talking about at this point. Well, such is life. <laughs> but you know what else I don't understand? K-pop in 2000. 17. Uh, there's, there's nothing to understand, Stephen. It's not good. The world is a strange place, you know, both from in America and in Korea. You know, uh, Koreans, we, we just got a new president, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I was hoping he'd stand up and his first decree would be like, yo, let's make K-pop great again, guys. But but he didn't. No, he didn't. He if didn't. anything, the opposite. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> the opposite. But we got a kind of a spicy episode for you guys today. Um, because we got a lot of unknown names. Like the, here in the intro, you're like, man, these are some big ass names. And who the fuck are these people? We're mainly going to be talking about who the fuck are these people. Yes. <laughs> in the um, main section, at least. And in other sections of the podcast, we'll talk about the big names. Yeah. Maybe they have game. So so games. Who knows? But let's get started, Josh. Because I want. Yeah. I think it's a streak for you, Steven. I think this is maybe the third or fourth ep- episode in a row that you've won the the rock, paper, scissors for first choice. I feel like you're letting me win, but I don't care. No, of course not, Steven. And in, in 2017, where this where it's so hard to pick a, a, a favorite song of the week and you have to start off the episode with all this pressure of putting forth a good song why why would i why would i why would i lose on purpose i don't know but it was a hard choice this episode so i picked probably the weirdest and the strangest group that we're going to talk about today Uh, my favorite song of the episode is by a new girl group um they're called marmello with their song puppet Oh, 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 oh,
I'm pretty sure most of our viewers have not, or, or listeners have not heard of Marmelo. So if you guys don't know, we actually don't know a lot about them as well. But they're a five-member girl band, which is super interesting, right? Especially in Korea standards. Yeah, when you say band, they are a band. Legitimately band. They play instruments. They're a band bandy. You probably heard it from the little clip. Now, the reason I picked this band is uh, for, for many, many reasons. Uh, I don't think this song overall is like the greatest song in the history of all K-pop, but... I uh, was expecting a certain thing, and what I got was something else. Like, uh, I fully expected the girl singer to, well, I guess I thought it would be kind of like rock voice, where it's like kind of yelly and kind of screamy, but not strong. Very rough and gruff. Yeah. Or maybe like, you know, AOA, AOA's band Moya, Moya. sound is going to come out. And we'll be like, AOA oh, Black. God. Yeah, AOA Black's voice of just screechy high pitch, you know? So when the singer started singing, this is really strong, really confident voice. I, I was really surprised, and I really, really like that. Um, also, the song really reminds me of uh, kind of J-pop rock. Um, very, very reminding of Asian Kung Fu Generation, if you've ever watched like the original Naruto. Like OSTs and stuff like that. There's, yeah. They, they did a lot of like music for the Naruto like anime. And yeah, exactly like Asian Kung Fu Generation, except for girls. Yeah, and in Korean. Yeah. And like, uh, I was kind of just, I was enjoying it, but I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to pick this, but then near the end, there's like this kind of guitar solo and I'm, you know, it's not a fucking Metallica guitar solo, right? It's not a like Van Halen guitar solo, but I was, I was not expecting a guitar solo. I, we were still kind of like, okay, they're a band quote unquote, yeah. but you know, how bandy are they? And then the girl's just like, and you're like, Ooh, I literally think you were like, in the middle of the question, like asking me, you were like, so do you think they're a band band? And then yeah. like the solo just comes through and you're like, oh, well, that solves it. It's like she answered my prayers. Yeah, and she heard you. I love kind of uh, guitar solos. Um, I've said it on the podcast before, but I um, I played a lot of rock band. And so whenever I hear one of those guitar solo things, I, I think of rock band and I think of playing with my friends and trying those solo things on the shitty plastic guitars. And that's just happiness to me. Yeah, I agree. The song is really good. Uh, it. It, it's really happy and like lively and cheerful. And uh, plus also there's the embedded like English subtitle. So that's always a plus. But the thing that we have to talk about the elephant in the room is the music video. Yeah, I, it, it's kind of weird because we watched, uh, I guess, some other performances that they've done. Because I think they were a band, you know, prior to being like idolized. Um, not idolized like the verb, like but popular. becoming an idol. Yeah. Um, because they... In the music video, they're dressed really strangely, like not this style that I would associate this group with. Um, they kind of get this, like you said, like like Pippi Longstocking look. Like everybody has like bright, either blonde or orange or, or light red color. hair. Um, and the, the colors are also kind of the Pippi Longstocking pastel-y creepy color. It's not like the cool Digipetty pastel colors, right? It's like kind of the creepy doll-like uh, color. Um, and, and the mm. outfits that they're dressed in look really weird. I just felt like they're they're definitely a band. You don't need to dress them like rock, like like Dreamcatcher rock kind of style or baby metal style, but like you can dress them in more of a modern rock outfit, and I think it would have made a lot better 
maybe not super relevant, but like Avril Lavigne kind of look. And and I think I would have liked that a hundred times better. But what's also really strange in the music video, there are like kind of cuts and and like flashes of them wearing, I think, more quote unquote suitable kind of outfits. And I think they look really good. And then it went back to this whole weird part. Yeah, I, I just don't understand like the thought process behind that look. Like maybe if they always had this look, that'd be one thing. Like this is just their shtick. Yeah, their style. Because um, a lot of bands, some bands are weird and they have like a weird shtick and that's just what they do. Like Alice um, Vicious. <laughs> yeah, like Alice Vicious. Yeah. Um, but, you know, unlike like Day Six or any of the other, like, uh, you know, uh, CM Blue, where they're dressed more like a normal idol. These girls aren't dressed like normal Korean girl idols. They're dressed more like those weird indie girl uh, uh, singers. And it just seems like a bizarre choice. Like. Yeah, if you're gonna dress them up as something, you might as well dress them up as something more modern, relatable, or or sexier, or you know, something to get more attention or get more views, right? Because that's the whole point: is to get more views, get more listeners. So, I mean, so I I guess to kind of play the devil's advocate is they're talking about how they want to make this guy like a puppet, like the, you know, she wants to have him or whatever. <laughs> like, it, yeah. It, so I, I I guess that kind of goes with like. That doll, you know, that red-haired doll, you know what I'm talking about? Right, right. But I, I mean, I, I guess, but that, I see what they were going for, but it came off really, really, really terribly. Yeah. But all that aside, I, I really do like the song. Um, mm-hmm. Again, uh, we are getting a lot more of these kind of band groups. You know, Day6 has been doing a lot. You know, they release a song every month that a lot of them we like. It's not often you see girls do it, you know? Yeah. So, good on you, Marmelo. Which we had to look up, and it is like the alternate name of some fruit. Like, it, apparently a kinsei fruit or something. Never heard of it. Do you think I eat fruit? Do you think this unhealthy <laughs> motherfucker eats fruit? Heck no. Heck to the now. So uh, when we made the list, or when Steven made the list, and we were going through it for this week, and we finished watching all the videos, we said to ourselves, wow, we could really kind of split this episode up into like a few things. And I think one of the things that we could split it up to was Loco. Loco released a shit ton of songs. And uh, my pick for the song of this episode is Loco uh, featuring Dean. The song is called Too Much.
was like, it's too much, guys. Too much. I'm going to release four music videos, guys. I know it's too much, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to go full icon on this bitch. Yeah. And some of them are pretty good. Some of them are meh. And so I'm going to talk about the ones that are pretty good. Uh, This song is produced by Gray. Uh, I love Gray as a producer. Local and Dean also helped produce it. Uh, It's strange. uh, Dean didn't use his producer name, Dean Fluenza. It just was listed as Dean. reserved, Josh, for his real shit. (laughs) His real shit. Yeah, I mean, this song is like everything I love about like Gray, kind of like a synth keyboard, you know, very simple beats, very chill. Uh, it's, it's, It's just really easy to listen to. It's even got some like saxophone in there a little bit. So all in all, like this song, it doesn't really necessarily knock it out of the park for me, but it is a song that I'm going to download, I'm going to listen to. And the unfortunate thing is songs like these usually kind of fade into the black background really quickly. And we've kind of had a lot of these songs in 2017 already, but I mean, they're still like my style of song. Yeah, I, I do kind of find it weird that Loco released four songs and three of them are very similar. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely the best one of the four. Yeah, because I think Loco has a distinct kind of rapping style. So I, I'm not too surprised that his songs kind of sound similar, but it's definitely a head scratcher in terms of like, what are you really doing? Like, I don't at least like don't release four yeah, at once. Like, 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 space, like that shit space, out. space that shit out. Like, not I don't know anybody who really does that like four at once. Sometimes yeah. you'll see two or, you know, something like that. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't like, I don't think it was all four, four, technically at once. All right. I know there's an angry commenter that's like, well, technically it was a week before each other, but like, but you know, in the last two weeks, so close together. Came. And all of them have music videos. That's the thing. If they were all just like released as singles or whatever, then maybe we could let it slide. But all of them have like high quality. Well, I don't, I don't want to say high quality, but definitely there is some production value in a lot of these music videos. I, I will say uh, he definitely put some money into, oh, yeah. into, into this. Is that money wasted? Uh, I think a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So but. before we talk about the, the shittiness that is the music video, let me talk about the song. Uh, Loco's kind of rapping style is, I think, more of this lazier style. So I've always uh, thought that, you know, Loco has a really good rapping kind of style for Grace type songs. And this kind of song is, is a little bit like, you know, that that. That sweet spot of not so lazy and not so slow where it's too chill, but it's chill enough that you can still kind of bob your head to it, you know? And you put the cherry on top, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of Dean and his style and he comes in and he just, Dean R&B's just like all over the place, like everywhere. I do I do like Dean's part, I will say. I, I, I feel like I think I like Dean more when he's like a flavor, you know, rather than the main course. Partially why I like him in Hayes' stuff, because it's like 50-50. It's not like 80% Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, because Dean's really good in short bursts, because he's so unique in the Korean landscape, right? His voice is incredibly unique. Um, his styling is incredibly unique. I do think it gets very same semi after a while, which is why I, I'm not a huge... I'm not as big of a fan as Josh uh, for his solo stuff, but I, 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 I like Dean. He was good. Uh, I don't like his hair, though. Oh God! It's terrible. So, so yeah, let's let's talk about the music video, which is pretty bad. Yeah, it's so there are multiple reasons why, right? Right. Number one, it's a vertical video, although it is better than Cards' uh, vertical video, um, because this one is at least shot on purpose to be vertical, right? Like it's there's a lot of it's very slow moving. The camera's slow movements. 
a lot of uh, static shots, you know, so you're not getting confused and it's not transitioning a lot. Like it's meant, I think, for the framing because the perspective is like you're looking down a hallway a lot of the time, or right. you're looking through like a door frame a yeah, lot of like the time. Yeah, like a peephole and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So, so it's kind. I mean, kind of, yeah, but I, I still would prefer not to have a vertical video. True. Even so, true. Um, but then other than that, like, sure, it's a vertical video, and even if that's fine, right? Like the whole music video is this like creepy, esoteric. Like it's got interpretive dancing and like kind of weird visuals. Like you're on a trip and it's just a little too artsy fartsy without being cool. It, it's it, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing necessarily weird, weird, because we've seen some weird, weird music videos uh, referencing to Alice Vicious again. Um, but I don't think that's that weird, man. Maybe her like I don't know. Dude, there were some vampires. Out. There were some vampires in that. <laughs> Yeah, but they weren't like... There's some vampires at a, at a fair in that one. That one was strange, man. just trying to have a good time. Dude. You're right. But I think we could all agree the worst part of this music video is uh, Dean's hair. Yeah, so it, it, <laughs> I mean, it's full, like, looks good from the front, man, but that party in the back. It's business in front, for sure, and it's uh, a tire fire in the back. Yeah, it's like this... It's like a rat tail if you didn't tie it up, right? It's like this kind of mullety flat dirty mullet like um, like his barber kind of like put that cape around him to block the hair from falling onto his clothes and then he covered a part of his hair and he's like all right you're all ready and then he's like oh god i've made a mistake yeah uh, or maybe like his stylist like had to go like had to take a big old shit right before and was like i can't finish it dude just go and dean was like this is like a cape for my head <laughs> i'm so excited i think that's really cool um yeah yeah I mean, well, he's a good looking dude. He can I, do whatever know, hell he wants. He can do whatever he wants, yeah. but like it's an awful haircut. It is. Um and the second local song that we're gonna talk about briefly uh is featuring Hoodie. It's called Da Da Da. <laughs> And this song was, we don't know who this producer is, but it's this producer, T-H-R-X-D-Y, Thready, I guess. Thraxty. Thraxty. Jetty, Loco, and Hoodie. Uh, This song screams kind of like a DPR live style, if you're very familiar with his style. It's very synthy and like very like vomp vomp kind of sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, Much better in this compared to some of the other songs that he kind of sing raps in. In this one, he he more kind of sing sings, right? Well, uh, at least like uh, later on. Yeah, yeah. Not he gets into it, right? Yeah, it's not like he has a song. Um, what there was another song, whatever, where it doesn't get really interesting. But at least this one, when he starts singing, it's a little bit more interesting and it fits his style a little bit more 
But you do have to get past a little bit of the sing rapping in the beginning to get there, mm-hmm. I think. And and it gets very like kind of the same style for a little bit too long. Like that's very kind of problematic also in DPR live kind of songs. But Hoodie comes in and she kind of saves the day. I really like Hoodie's voice and it, it really fits this type of song well as well. Um, yeah, it's just a good good jam, but as I said, not really sure how long it will be on my playlist or how long I'm going to be listening to it. But for now, I like them. Yeah, I mean, same here. I I don't even know if I'll download da da da, but um, I'll probably download the too much one. You know, give give me a little bit of that Dean flavor. A little on. bit, just a little bit. Well, speaking about some flavor, we got some weird songs coming up. Well, not weird, but we not have weird. some songs that uh, from people that are new. And also from like a style that we don't see that much nowadays. Um, and that's the solo female dancer singer style. Kind of like the boa style. That is not, yeah, but that is not a, uh, from a girl group, right? The, the, it's not like, oh, look at Soya, you know, she, she's coming out, right? It's, she's oh, doing her solo, yeah, whatever. I'll tell you, and it's, she's doing her solo thing. No, this is like a, a solo girl doing her solo girl things. Um, not a rapper, you know? What else can I say? I don't know. Her name is. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but it's Kresha Chu, and her song is called Trouble. So this is interesting in many different ways, right, Stan? Yes, Kresha was on K-Pop Star 6. Uh, she was in a project group called K-Wins, and they were in second place. But she's going solo now. Uh, she is Filipino. She was born in the Philippines and is I like, Chinese. I, we couldn't find a lot of information about her. I don't know if uh, that means she's half Filipino, half Chinese. Um, but she, she was born in the Philippines, grew up in San Francisco. And here she is after K-Pop Star being a solo girl. She but she, here's the here's the thing. She looks super Korean though. I'm not sure if it's the makeup stylings or just or you like racist the, or it's just the outfit choices or like yada yada yada, but girl looks Korean. We didn't realize if she had just a regular Korean name like her name was um you know Sohi. <laughs> Pak Minji. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Like if her name was like Pak Minji or something, then I'd be like, "Oh, this is some Korean chick." But her name's Kresha Chu. And we're like, hold on. We should look her up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I didn't we looked think, her up for other reasons. Uh, no, so. I didn't think you were going. I didn't think you were going that hard into the like, this bitch looks Korean. Like, I, that's a little too racist. I, I, I was like, all right, dude, keep going. Um, <laughs> anyway. no, but, but she does. But she does. She looks Korean. <laughs> to be fair, that, 
I don't care about that. Okay, I, I was not gonna mention what she looks like. Um, but she cute though. Anyways, this song by Chris. Yeah, she's eighteen. That's Chew. important. Uh, <laughs> no dick punch in here. Well, you still gotta well, punch a little. Well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. Anyway, I want to Christian Chu. Uh, her song, Trump. <laughs> this song's produced. <laughs> we looked up the producers, and we made the same motherfucking mistake as like last episode. We were like, oh, it's produced by this guy named uh, Jun Hyung. And we're like, I wonder who that is. And it, we Googled We've heard him. this name before. Yeah, we've heard this name before. Like, who is he? Turns out his name's AKA Poppin' Dragon, <laughs> AKA Joker, <laughs> AKA Bathroll Wearing Fru Fru, AKA Highlight Guy. Yeah, the guy from Highlight. So he produced this song, which is interesting. That actually. is really interesting. Never thought that would happen. Also produced by another person named Kim Tae-ju. Uh, I think he also works on some of the Highlight stuff, but I'm not sure. It was a little hard Googling their names or his name. Speaking of which, I'm a little off track. Kresha Chu, solo girl, okay, on K-pop star. But a lot of times on K-pop star, they're like more ballady singers, right? Or they're more like power singers, Um but she's kind of doing like the, like uh, not boa style, like not that this song sounds like boa, but like the boa thing where it's like, I'm kind of cute, but I can also kind of dance, but I'm also, you know, kind of can sing. Um, I don't think she's necessarily super successful at all that stuff, um, but it is interesting to see. I should be more positive first. It's like a jack of all trades kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And, I, and, I, and I totally bought it. I wasn't like super cringy. I wasn't. Like I was actually like, dang, you go, girl. Like, yeah, she does. She does most of the stuff pretty well. Yeah, no, nothing to like, nothing that's just like, wow, her singing is so much better than her dancing or something. But all yeah. of it, like, above average. She wasn't like dropping like it's hot somewhere. She wasn't like twerking her ass off. She wasn't like beasting a note that you know we've never heard before. But she did everything decently well. Uh, the song does sound like it was written for Ailey like three years ago, Ailey. Mm-hmm. Um. And part of that is some of the reason why I like it. And it has this kind of like fat ass backing track. There's a lot of brass. There's a lot of trumpets. And it has this driving beat that I really like it. I'm really happy. Makes me smile. And I'm bopping my head up and down. Um, so, I, you know, I think she holds her own, especially the fact that she was kind of promoted or did a lot of things as a group in K-Pop Star 6 to go solo like this is uh, I think it's a very strong debut for for, for somebody. Yeah, especially for, like we said, uh, a single kind of solo female artist. Like, we don't see those very often. And arguably, there is sort of a reason for that. I mean, a lot of the soloists that we see these days, like we kind of mentioned before a little bit kind of jokingly, was because a lot of them come from groups, Mm -hmm. right? And I think this song at uh, at certain points definitely sounds like Ailey's You and I. And I, I really, really like that song. And so I kind of really like this song as well. Um, the debut is good, but I mean, I, I kind of want to see what she would be like in a, in a group where she's not so like pressured with like handling everything. Because I think uh, if she sticked to like one thing, she might have done that like really well versus kind of just doing everything pretty decently. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I think it was a great debut, but it didn't really like make me go wow, you know. Yeah, but I, I don't want. I, I like. I maybe I just appreciate the idea more. Like, I, like we wouldn't get an Ailey type song because Ailey stopped making those songs herself. Um, and there's really not many other girls willing to to do this kind of stuff. So I feel like if you're gonna throw her into a group, 
uh, instead of this, it'd be kind of a shame. Like, hmm. I want to hear more solo girl doing solo girl stuff. Uh, that's not like rapping and, that, you know, because nowadays it, or it's not uh, hip hop, you know, related. Like, this is a K-poppy. K-pop cop pop. K-popity pop pop song. And music video is also very, very K-poppy too, right? Yeah, it's like it's it's a little confusing with like what they want from her because the song is kind of powerful at times, and there's even kind of like a, a you know a, a a droppy kind of moment and where the backing track's going off and she's dancing, but she's dressed like really cutesy sometimes, and then sometimes kind of girly. Like I I didn't really know where they wanted to land with her, like concept wise. Yeah, because. She's 18 and, and she's not like super sexy. So I guess they couldn't go in the super sexy route. You know, she's not powerful enough to go to the super powerful route. And I don't, it didn't seem like she's that good at dancing to go with the like the powerful dancing the girl route. route. So she's kind of in the middle. But again, Jack of all trades, like could have went with queen of all trades. I, I don't know. <laughs> Probably a better name than Kresha too. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. But I mean, people will remember her name if your name was fucking like, Park Minji. I mean, that is true. So he, yeah. we'll talk about it that. It is much easier day, to Google Kresha <laughs> Chu than it is to like, Google Sohi. Like that shit came up immediately, right? Yeah. You're right. You're right. I just, I, I just always want to say Kesha. Right. Or because it's kind of like Kresha. 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 That's a very interesting name, though. It is a very interesting name for a very interesting person who's saying a not very interesting song, but a decent song at that. Speaking of people who are decent, we have our awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, oh, oh, I knew I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, which was last episode, we did record an after show. We recorded our uh, K-pop roundtable, but there were some issues with um, receiving the files, and also there are some problems with the files. The, because of the problems, it's going to take a lot longer to edit it because there are some gaps in the recording. And so I need to decide on how I'm going to edit it together and how I'm going to edit it with our kind of our save state because we have a baseline recording, but the audio quality is not great. So anyways, long story short is the reason you didn't get an episode last episode was because we're having issues with it. Some technical difficulties. Right. Which also means... I couldn't, uh, because it was the round table, I didn't thank the people on Patreon uh, that I normally would do on an after show. So I want to do it now. Okay. So we want to thank all the chingas that donated $10 or more in the month of April. Josh, why don't you read them? Sure, I'll read them. Uh, first up, we got Emma L., Rachel W., Joanne J., Derek M., Justin B. D., Ben P., Charlene G, and of course, the Moose Jesus. Um, thank you guys so much, so, so, so much uh, for doing that. May is almost over, um, but you can be a Slack chingo. You can join us on our messaging kind of a forum y chat room. <laughs> you will, yeah, chat, chat room, talk, talk app, talk talking, talking application. Uh, it's called Slack. We've been mentioning it for quite a long time. You can get access to it if you donate $2 or more on our Patreon. And we got quite a lot of new people this month. So we were very, very happy about that. And starting in June, or we're going to try and start in June, um, we're going to try and record monthly kind of a Patreon-only thing where you can only listen to it if you're a current subscriber on Patreon. 
Um, so sign up now, guys. Help us out because we need some help. Oh, and, and, and okay, this is very important. And, and we are going to a concert oh. tomorrow. And kind of the money that we're getting on Patreon is kind of funding us going to this concert. And it's a very interesting concert now because at first it wasn't interesting at all. It was it, it was called a Girl Crush concert, and it was uh, a collaboration between two groups that you know, Mama Moo and Sistar. But it's interesting now. Yeah, it's interesting now because Sistar is is breaking up um, after like in a couple of weeks. This is going to be one of their last group performances unless they recombine later on in life. And so now all of a sudden, it's become like the last chance we'll ever get to see Sistar together. And so we're really excited about that. Um, and we get to go because of you guys. Yeah, thanks. So thank you very much. Ow! Yeah, you did it. So let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, so uh, Stephen mentioned that we will be talking about um, another uh, kind of solo female artist. And surprisingly, this female artist is from the same group as Kreisha uh, <laughs> Chu. Uh, uh, her name is Sohi, and her song is called Spotlight. So she was in the same project group, uh, K-Wins from K-Pop Star 6. And she will be part of this girl group called Elris. Yes. So unlike Kreisha, who will, for all intents and purposes, what I read will be a solo artist. Uh, so he, this is like a pre-debut, a pre-solo debut. But the plan is that she will be part of a girl group. I guess to try to capitalize on some of that hotness from K-Pop Star 6, right? Right. right. Um, but this song was produced by uh, Kim Yoo's Hook and Mono Tree. Yeah, Mono Tree is a little bit strange. It's made up of uh, the former Sweet Tune team um, that's kind of known for making Glass Stellar songs. So when we saw Mono Tree, we were like, yeah, Mono Tree, that's where we saw it someplace. Yes. But this song uh, kind of has this card feeling to it a little bit for me, at least like uh, at certain times. The backing track is, I think, the kind of main dish of this song. I think she's more of a, a dancer than anything else because this video does focus a lot on her dancing. Uh, her her singing is not terrible, don't get me wrong, but what what's really going to kind of make you come and stay is the backing track. I don't think that's what's going to make you come, Josh. Oh. Because they do focus a lot on the dancing and they also focus a lot on her body. Man, she got a booty though. But anyways, yeah, this song does sound very cardy, but like while cards you know, the island setting is at 11. Yeah. Uh, this one's island setting is at like a zero. Mm. 
Like it still has a very strong kind of tones and sounds. It's just the islandy part is is gone. Yeah, just imagine a card song without the tropical house. Yeah, without the tropicalness. Maybe the houseness is still there. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that. the tropical part may not be. Um, and, and also because in the music video she's very often dancing with uh, male backup dancers. Um, she kind of has a a pair of male dancers and a pair of female dancers, but she's very often kind of one v oneing a male, and that also kind of has some card feelings in there. Yeah, uh, for that. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting that they're both from the same project group, which unlike I didn't watch K-pop Star Six, so I'm actually not entirely familiar with why they formed this group or what happened after they uh, got second place. But this reminds me of like uh, not American Idol, but What's the other one? Oh my god! I should have pre-thought this uh, out. Exp- explain what it's like. Uh, when uh, a bunch of girls, when they 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 plan to audition solo, but then Simon Cowell is like, "Girls, you guys will be better as a group," and they put all five of them together as a group. Oh, very similar to One Direction. But there was a girl group who did that. Oh, oh, oh! But it wasn't American Idol. It was on his other one, but I can't remember the name of that. Yeah, show. what is that? No, it, it wasn't as popular. So I mean, right. I, 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 um, I can understand. But the group that. is very popular because they're called. I don't remember, it, but they, they sing the song "Work." Like, the, the yeah, work yeah. in the uh, Some fifth harmony. Fifth harmony. Hey, there fifth it is. Harmony? Is that it? Fifth yes, harmony? because yeah. they recently lost uh, a member. Um, yeah, fifth harmony. Anyways, so whatever project group show that fifth harmony came from. Yeah. I guess. Uh, so my thought was like, okay, like in those shows, right? They took these quote unquote solo people who weren't strong enough to be solo people, and they put them together as a group, and then they continued on as life as a group. And so I, I thought it. It's kind of weird that we keep hearing that they're in a group and then they all split up into doing their own totally different things. But that's, you know, I didn't watch the show. Maybe there's a good reason for that. Maybe they hate each other. Who knows? But they are very different. That was the whole roundabout thing, which is Sohi is very, very different than Kresha's, even though they are both kind of solo girl, you know. Kind of uh, the same path. Yeah, this is kind of going the same way almost. Um, although... We we had thought of all this stuff before I Googled Sohee and found out that she was going to be part of a future girl group. Mm-hmm. But I actually think that makes more sense for Sohee because at least in this song, they focus very heavily on her, on her one dancing element. or yes. one or a few more elements. Like her singing is not terrible, but it's definitely not like it's like the fifth best thing about this song, right? Yeah. And so it does kind of make sense that she might be part of a girl group where people can more balance out her stuff. And I mean, stylistically, it's also very different in like the direction that they're going with th- these two solo artists. Like Kresha is, like we said, a little bit more hodgepodgey in about what they're trying to accomplish with her. But this one is like, they're definitely trying to go for like sexy 100%. Right. Like and not necessarily like sultry sexy, but they're definitely going for sexy. Yeah. 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 We're not talking like s- super like bathe in a bathtub full of milk kind of sexy where, you know. Right. Right. And the song is more adult sounding, right? Even despite the fact that so he's also not very old. I forgot what she was when we looked her up, Josh, cuz th- we did have to look I her up. I think she's 19. Okay. Uh, nine, uh, 19 or 18, I remember. Right. They they're similar ages so he and Krisha, that's all I remember. Right. But they were both under 20. Right. But both over 18, which was which a very important, important reason thing. that we which looked is up important her thing. name. Um but yeah, so they're very similar in ages. But I think because a one girl's like Kresha's look is more cutesy, so you know it makes more sense for her to go that way. And so his look is more sultry and and kind of sexy. So she got that, that booty way. though. She got that. You booty and her booty, though. man. I mean, it's a nice booty. I don't have to say to you. Unless it's padded, then I'm I'm sorry, brain. 
you got tricked. She, you played yourself, brain. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the brain. They knew exactly what they, they knew exactly what they were doing, man. They knew exactly what they were doing. Anyways, <laughs> the next song that we're gonna talk about, I picked. And this is a throwback to maybe two or three years ago where like every other episode I would be picking some kind of duet with like a girl and a guy. Um, but it's been quite quite a while. We've been getting a lot more of those chill, chill songs than fun pop hip hoppy hip hop songs. Yeah. Anyways, this is by a duo uh called Elephant, featuring a girl named Stella Jung, and their song is called Camille. Masterpiece in my mind, all the guests Shoes Now, Elephant is a two-member kind of hip-hop duo under brand new music. Their names are Kibi and Minos. Minos? And these two dudes, I think they also work in the background of a lot of brand new music stuff, some producing stuff and stuff like that. And it's been quite a long time, for me anyways, uh, being kind of really entranced by a brand new music guy with a girl duet. Um, although it's technically two guys. Um, yeah. I mean, to be to be fair, you wouldn't tell they're very similar i think and stylistically they are kind of similar Um, but it's just one of those this song just is happiness with a little bit of hip-hop stank in there a little bit of flavor in there i don't want to say stank just a little because there's a little bit of rapping the dude kind of busts out with some rippity rapping a little bit of seasoning yeah just a little bit of seasoning but it's it's happy and, and i love it it's not like martin smith happy right it's not like pure pop happy um there's a little bit of that that brand new stank in there yeah kind of like almost like the rapper like sleepy happy you know like sleepy usually kind of does but i think sleepy is a little bit more hip-hoppy this is a little bit less yeah i think this is a little bit more like holding hands swinging your arms happy and sleepy's is like walking down the street kind of by himself peacock and happy at least that's what goes on in my head. When that's, I, I guess that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. It's probably I get, I get you. It's probably a terrible way. Uh, but this music video, um, you wouldn't, you also wouldn't know that Elephant is two guys, uh, and it's featuring Stella Jung, but it's all animated. So yeah, but it's like the, you know, if you like cute little artsy animations, like it's kind of like this, like hand drawn. Uh, you know, the kind of swirl and it swirls back and forth, and it's actually I've definitely seen worse in my life. It's like a lyric video, but with pictures. 
Kind of. Yeah. It kind of narrates sense. the song a little bit. Yeah. Either way, I, I just, I love happiness. And this it's a good song, song made me happy. Yeah, um, it's a good song. There are definitely better brand new music duets out there in this world, but for 2K17. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a lot of interesting things this episode because I think we wanted to, you know, leave all the, the bigger names for one go. And I'm going to talk about another another group that is not well known, uh, but we know them very well for having the worst debut song. Uh, the group is called B.I.G. Their song is called Hello, Hello. Hey, baby, time Do yourself a favor, guys. While this song, which is weird, this song is called Hello, Hello. Why would you do uh, that? But their debut song was called Hello. Go back to their debut song. Watch that uh, atrocity. Um, it's terrible. Because it's, it's definitely interesting. It's terrible. Um, but actually, B.I.G. has quietly been making songs that we kind of enjoy. Like, Steven, I think you really liked their last song, right? I, I really like their last song. Yeah. One, two, three. I, I also I like really it as like well, it. but not probably not as much as you. Um, but their last song was one two three. It was very good, and this song I think kind of follows that trend. When we first listened to it, we were, to be honest, I was kind of like, uh, "Big," uh, yeah. especially the music video, which is a performance video, but it's not like a super high budget one. It looked kind of cheap and not great. Yeah, and and it's kind of cheesy, like kind of this K-pop, like hip hop kind of cheesiness to it, but. I'm, I kind of got a little bit of a, a soft spot for that. Like, it's kind of why I liked Got Seven's debut song, like Girls, Girls, Girls. It's it's like K-pop hip hop. That's not that's not too I'm hard, I'm hard kind of. Not too icony, you might say. Yeah, it's not too appropriate. <laughs> Appropriation. Appropriating. Um, it uses a lot of like really funny kind of sounds like production sounds for the song like i swear there's like a kazoo in there somewhere yeah do motherfucker making bird calls and yeah and there's like a lot of just these strange sounds that you were like why is this in there but it 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 kind of works yeah it all it all comes together and i think it really takes the edge off of like it being too serious even though it is a pretty serious like kind of like i'm tough song but it also doesn't have the the constant problem with a lot of boy group songs where the dude's got to do this rap but he can't rap to this backing track so we got to make up a whole new backing track for him to rap to like this song sounds like a full song from a to b like the rapping it fits the song it's actually not bad i would even go as far to say good for at least for the first verse yeah i mean good as in it, it matched really well right yeah. not good as in like 
GD, you know, good, yeah, right? N- not good. I was all like, wow. But yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Hey, we, we didn't puke, right? We didn't we didn't say no. That's that's how, uh, it, that's it, good. It didn't take anything away from the song. And if anything, it kind of added to the song, which is saying a lot for like rapping in like K-pop songs. Like Steven and I are very notoriously kind of on the record for saying we hate rap in K-pop songs usually. Right. And also during the chorus, there's... Like there's something about the chorus that really, really just sounds very American. Like yeah, nine. Josh was saying like yeah, I reason nineties kind of boy band American. Like when the when like the nineties boy bands would try to do like more like tough or hard stuff. Like where Backstreet Boys kind of went through this like harder kind of soundish era. It it just sounds very similar to me. I don't, I don't. I'm not sure if it's like the chord progressions or like the way they're doing the melody, but it it, it really sounds like American, like you said. Yeah, they, I I can't remember the exact uh, sound, but it's just the way they syncopate the chorus is so un-Korean to me. Like it, I don't know what it is. Like it just sounds so american that it it, it, it it i don't know i don't know what it is maybe not even american is not the right word but it just sounds so un-korean that it made me more interested in it again longtime listeners know that i like it when the syncopation is different than i would have uh, thought it should be yeah and it's really interesting because even though it does sound american a lot of a lot of the time it does still sound very korean a lot of the time and like the, in those korean parts it really sounds like an older exo song from like a couple years ago when exo was still like really 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 popular like on top popular but well, it's not as exo-y yeah we were saying at like, like we open up the video and there are usually like two or three things that will make us instantly just be like this is going to be terrible which is like uh, it looks really cheaply made which it did and we we're like oh man it's gonna be terrible when it starts sounding like an exo song or like it's just aping another group we're like how many Nugu groups have we heard do an EXO song? Like it's been years and years of it. We don't really hear it much anymore because like you're kind of behind on the times a little bit, guys. Like you're kind of, maybe they they were mm-hmm. smart and they waited so long that it it actually became interesting again. Maybe, but like we were like, oh, it's just another group trying to ape EXO again, especially with the performance video. But somehow they kind of did turn that on their head, uh, turn it on its head, and we were kind of like, yeah, like I can hear the EXO version of the song, like. I can even see, see the dance. dancing to the right. song. And we were kind of doing that beforehand, right? We right. Like, but it it I, maybe I just blew my own mind, and like maybe it is. Maybe they waited the perfect amount of time. Fucking mind to, to blown. Just re, bring him back that EXO, you know, like fucking mind blown, dude. Yeah. So that's big. I mean, like one, two, three was kind of like I thought maybe like a weird like B to B like fun block b kind of ape spinoff and like this one is like an exo kind of spinoff but nobody else is doing it like this right like everyone nowadays is trying to ape bts right so big big is like you know fuck bts we're gonna go even further we're gonna do exo we're gonna ape on something that was the trend like retro shit anyways uh the next thing we want to we want to you know who else is gonna make us a hit that's you guys helping us out on iTunes. Yeah, buddy. Keep going with it. Keep going um, with it. So how can it help us? How from help? our last episode, we got one pretty big review. Normally, we don't read them all in full, but since you were the only one, bro, we're going to read yours in full. 
We gonna go. So we have Keith B23 with his review titled Good K-Pop Podcast. Keith says, big fan of the podcast. Right now it's kind of negative, but that's 100% reflective of the disappointing music put out this year. As a male in his late 20s, it's nice to have somebody else who likes K-pop that doesn't go down the fandom standing black holes that many fans lose perspective of of their music. Sorry, Twice fans, but Signal sucked. That was him talking. I found so many new bands and songs. 2015's Top 10 Podcast reintroduced me to Keesum, who I was sleeping on post I'm Pretty Rap Star. Do I agree with everything's... Uh, bleh? Do I agree with these two on everything? Um, no, but if I wanted to only have my own thoughts repeated back to me, I talk out loud. They give reasons for why they feel the way they do. Love the big name, no game section. Although all of K-pop is basically there this year. And most of the time I can at a minimum see where they're coming from. Good podcast. Give it a chance. If you think it's too negative, go listen to the old podcast. Pre-2017. Thank you so much, Keith. You pretty much said everything that most of our fans say, so we are very, very thankful that you took the time to review us on iTunes. It really, really does help us in our rankings, in our Google ability, or I guess our iTunes searchability. Thank Thank you guys so much. If you guys can leave us an iTunes review, it would help us a lot. Maybe you can't donate any money. That's totally okay. iTunes reviews are the next best thing. Speaking about the next best thing, we <laughs> that's ha- a good transition. Right yeah, there. we normally have a section. It's called Big Name No Games, right? But this time there were some. There were enough big name songs that had a decent amount of game that we decided to split them into two different sections, like an asterisk. Yes. So we're gonna start with big names, debatable games, and the first debatably good song is by Twice. Yeah. With their song, you probably heard it, Signal. Trying to let you know, signal bone, signal bone. I must let you know, signal bone, signal bone. Signal bone, signal bone. Signal bone, signal bone. Signal bone, signal bone. I must let you know, signal bone, signal bone. Yeah, this song produced by JYP. You can tell because he says JYP in in the beginning. And uh, speaking of the beginning, what? <laughs> what is what is this? What is this? What is this? Why you do this, JYP? <laughs> what is this beginning? 
Oh, okay. So we're going to go straight into it. Okay, yeah, I'm so just going straight into it, Fred. Okay, so so for the record, uh, I think Steven likes this song a little bit more than I do. I initially hated the song, um, but after two weeks of listening to it, I, I've kind of come to the point where I can stand it, but I do think it is the worst Twice song to date. Okay. And I think it is. Uh, it might be tied with the worst song. I don't think Knock Knock is... Mu- is I think both songs have their own shining points and their own disappointing points. And for me, Knock Knock has the advantage when it comes to the verse. Um, I think Signal has an advantage when it comes to the chorus. I think Signal has the advantage when it comes to music video. Maybe Knock Knock. I think they both lose for choreography. I will I will agree with uh, all those points. So yes. I think that's why Signal is a little ahead for me. This was the song that we were the most excited for, of all you know of everything this this episode. Right? It dropped like the day after we recorded you know our last main episode, and so we've had a lot of time to sit with this song. I've listened to this song a poo ton, a way way t- too much. All right, metric shit ton. And here's the thing about this song is like. There was a big, big backlash to this song, right? It didn't chart super well at first. Uh, we mentioned it, but like Unis was beating this song and like like Psy was beating this song. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, though, is because so many Twice fans were thinking about it twice, like they were giving it a chance because it is twice, right? Like you just said, it twice. It's, this song's number one now, again. Which is weird because, I mean... There's a lot of parts of this song where I'm just like, ugh. And there are a lot of parts of this song also that I think are like, okay, this is not bad. Like if if this was in another twice song, then I would I wouldn't be too like meh. Mm-hmm. But there's just nothing that's super just catchy about it. Right. And I think that's my main qualm with knock knock and signal in general compared to the other songs. The other songs like whether you like them or not, on the first listen, they like really just crept into your head, and like this song, it just it just doesn't have that. There's the same same thing that happened with Knock Knock. Like I listened to it once, and I was like, I don't really have any desire to listen to this again. Right. And the reason why I think maybe I like Knock Knock better, or I like Signal worse, is because I had more time to force myself to listen to Signal because I wanted to talk to like and say why I didn't like it um, on this podcast because I knew we were going to talk about it and I knew this year was kind of a little bit light in terms of releases. Uh, so so you're saying you just haven't heard Knock Knock that much yeah, for me, you to hate it as much. Yeah, because for for Signal, the chorus, I think, is like the best part, quote unquote. And even the chorus itself is just one really kind of short. The, the best part of the chorus is really short and it jumps in... To that weird kind of like doom da doom da doom da doom part that I that I think is the worst part of the song. Right, right, right. Yeah, so like I uh, I think they both have similar problems with like trying to force cutesy moments within the song. Both having parts of the song that just like kill the mood. Both have parts of the song that are just like a waste of time, and you're just kind of waiting for it to be over. And so I personally find it very. Fun, uh, not funny, but very interested in how many people turned on Signal for 
what I think are consistent problems in not just Knock Knock, but many, many other girl songs that people are fine with accepting. Um, but I, let's talk about that later. Let, let's start getting right. into specifics, right? Okay. So the worst part, we both agree, is the like repetition. It happens in the intro, right? It happens kind of midway through the song, and it kind of happens at the end of the song, right? Where it's like this kind of sound. Right, like... So like the song starts where like try, it's like trying to let you know, and it's kind of this kind of like islandy, kind of boopity boop part, and you're kind of like okay, you know, or at least I was like okay, this is actually kind of grooving, my head's grooving, and then it just like shoots itself in the foot of just like, and it's just kind of like, and you're just like, what is this like, like. What mood are you? What mood are you setting? That that sound is just not a good sound. Like, right. it's just like this boom, boom kind of. It's right. it's very droney. It's kind of annoying. Like, and and they're repeating the same uh, phrase over and over again. And it not so you're hearing the and you're getting kind of annoyed by that. And then you're like hearing the same words, hearing the same words, hearing the same words. And normally when you repeat something. That repeat something is the catchiest part of the song, so you associate a happiness to that phrase, right? You're like, oh, this is the phrase that I want to be repeating uh, when I'm, you know, thinking, thinking of, of the song. song. When I'm reminded of the song. And this, and in this, it does straight out the gate. It's like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna bury this phrase. We're gonna make you hate this phrase uh, because we repeat it so many goddamn times. And like, arguably, I have this theory about good twice songs and bad twice songs. The good twice songs, of course, are uh, like Ooh Ah, uh, Cheer Up, and TT. Those songs, I think, are winners. And Knock Knock Signal, not winners. Yeah, they're the icons. Yeah. So uh, I, I think the good songs kind of have immediately this, this good melody and this good catchiness right from the get-go. Like just imagining like cheer up, it had like dee doo dee doo kind of sound, and I was really down with that. And TT kind of has this like kind of uh, intro, and like ooh ah kind of has something similar to that. Um, and, but these songs like knock knock signal, and the immediate listen that I had, I did not have that same feeling. Right, and I, I mean, think it I mean, sets the, the tone for like the badness of the song. Right, I mean it's not so much a theory as it is. Black Eyed Pilsung wrote the first three, and then other people wrote the other. <laughs> cough, cough. Right. Because um, that, that's you're you're totally correct though, right? Like that's what makes Black Eyed Pilsung, at least for us, like probably the best producer in the last two years, right? Like he he makes he's like the next generation of Brave Sound, right? He makes the backing track have its own personality, and and at times that personality is in, in the forefront, right? And in Knock Knock and in Signal, like the the production, the backing track is sometimes a, a detriment to the song, right? Like they're not carrying the song, and and that's the important part. You need the backing track sometimes to carry twice because we, as we all know, twice the singing is not that great. Yeah, arguably, out of nine people, they have one good singer, and that's Ji Hyo. I think she's a good singer, but everyone else, they are basically sing talkers. Right, right. And so you need somebody good at masking sing talkiness with good boopity boops or good effects or good syncopation and rhythm and chantables and things that JYP did a terrible job with. And so did um, the last dude, I think. What, what was his name? I, 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 who cares what his name is? Because it wasn't a good song for Knock Knock. Yeah. Like, so for you and I, I think we kind of look at music a certain way. 
a lot of people will agree with us i think on this fact we look at we look at music uh like we want something very melodic and the, the melody has to be very catchy right like the the basis of pop music is that right but the issue that i i've come across a lot with kind of korean pop music uh, especially these days is that they they really try to make the singing the the melody where they what they should be doing is making the backing track more prominent, right? Right. Because, yeah, it's it's great that, you know, a lot of music can have a singer who's strong enough to sing the melody and it sound great. There are plenty of artists who do that fantastically, right? Where they are the main show and the backing track is kind of just there to, to give them an outline. But in K-pop, arguably, there aren't that many strong singers per capita in girl groups. Right. Like most K-pop uh, singers are kind of looked down upon because they don't sing very well. And it's such a gem when you actually find someone who does sing well. And in groups like, you know, twice where you have nine members and it's just, oh, not nine, 11, nine members. Sorry, I, I had a brain fart. You there. had an IY brain fart. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, when you have arguably one good singer, like you, you got to make the backing track melody banging. And you right. got to put in effects that makes that melody even more catchy. You can't put in these weird droning kind of annoying sounds that really take away from the backing track because you're going to you're going to kill everything. Right, right. And you can't just sing talk over a bland backing track, right? Like we know girls sing talk. They do it all the time. But like you you need to enable the sing talking by making it up somewhere else, right? You need to manage it. And, you know, that's why I mentioned Only Gain Weight or Brave Sound in general or Black Eyed Pill Song because they did a very good job of, of balancing that. Double Psychic used to do a very good job. Uh, not quite so much anymore. The, the other thing, though, is that it's like a law of numbers, right? It's even if half of the girls can sing well, right? The way K-pop works is that sometimes it's very unfair, but everybody needs their turn. Right. And and a lot of times in a song, sometimes you're only as strong, right, as your weakest link. And if half of your group has to sing talk or rap, which is why rap is a consistent problem in K-pop, because you got to give those dudes a chance. You right? got to let the rappers rap. Right. Like. Because groups have increasingly larger numbers or even even five members back in the day, right, like. Some of them are going to be the weakest ones. You need the shit part. It's just, you, you, you can't have a great 100% song like in a lot of American things because they're usually not carrying that much dead weight anymore, right? Granted, nowadays, groups are not that common anymore, right? Uh, as we said, the only few ones that have come are from Simon Cowell shows, right? But even then, I think... Especially like Fifth Harmony, like I'm, I'm pretty sure all five of those girls can do some damage, right? Yeah, they can. Um, oh yeah. And like from what I've seen of One Direction, most of them can actually do some damage, right? None of those five is like dedicated rapper boy who can't do that much, right? That I have, to be fair, I have limit, very limited knowledge on One Direction. There might be a total shit fuck in there. I, I really don't know. And that's just K-pop in general, like the K-pop formula with groups, right? The reason you have groups is because you want to like, you know, help out the cover the the mistakes you know or cover the weak spots and i think in the end uh this song it does not cover its weak spots well at all it it goes as far as to accentuate them uh well i actually want to challenge i guess what you just said a little bit like mm -hmm. I, I don't think the job i don't think the reason they add more members is to cover weak spots i actually think by adding more members you are causing more weak spots 
I think they're they're adding more members because more variety means more potential right. fans. But nowadays, but yeah. because they're adding more members, they are adding more potential problems. deficiencies. Yeah, mm, that's a good way to look at it, actually. Because I mean, it like back in the day with like Super Juniors and like you know Girls Generation and stuff like that, you would have like one person who's only good at dancing, one person who's only good at singing, right? Like dancing line, singing line, visual line, yada yada yada, and arguably that's that's still kind of practiced today but the quality of k-pop idol has increased so right. you're you, you are right i think in in that sentiment but i, I also think, think the demands more. of the songs have greatly improved or mm-hmm. greatly improved right yeah. like you could get away like i love the wonder girls but they got away with some shit ass shit especially whenever so he would sing like she was fucking bad okay but there are extended parts of some of my favorite Wonder Girl songs where Sohee's just like not good singing away. But you're back in the day, you're just like, that's fine. That's how K-pop is, you know. Like the, I'm, I'm down with that. But like expectations, the expectations have grown a lot. Uh, what you can get away with has grown a, a lot. And you know, part of me is a little bitter because I'm like. For the years we've been mentioning, you can't get away with this. You can't get away with this. You can't get away with this. And all of a sudden, Twice is super popular. And people love to take shots at the most popular group. And Signal comes out that shows a lot of weak of the same weaknesses that we've seen in so many other girl group songs. And a shit ton of boy group songs. Especially boy group songs. But nobody's calls them out on it. They're they're only calling twice out on it. Yeah, a little a little bit a, a little, little bit bitter. Salty. Yeah, a little, a little bit, bit salty about that. Like I I agree with that. Like these are Stephen and I know what we like, and it's true that you know tastes change, but it just shows. I'm not trying to say like we're like you know unbiased or anything. We do have our biases for certain things, but it really goes to show that a lot of fans do just just eat up whatever. Which is kind of makes me angry about the K-pop community, but at the same time, it is what it is. Like we've known that for a long time, right? I mean, I am a little to devil's advocate, my own goddamn self. Like I am a little happy though that people are at least finally noticing, right? Like they did give a signal some shit. Again, I find it a little perplexing because I think a lot of what they're saying could have equally been said about Knock Knock, but they ate that shit up. But I am. Maybe this is the the breath of you know someone knocked the sense into the K-pop fans. Um, maybe they're wising maybe. up, right? Like but, maybe they're looking at it with a, a closer eye, and now they'll take that magnifying glass to the, like their favorite biases and look at them more scrutinously. Yeah, and that or or twice becomes number one again because people force themselves to like things by revisiting, which has it happened. Yeah, which has happened. That is all to say though that. I do like this song more than Josh. Like, I actually think the chorus is pretty good. Like, I whenever the the chorus comes on, I, I'm kind of happy. I, I think it's not too bad, and it, it is very JYP at times. The, there's even some doopity doops near the end, right? Like, um, yeah, I like yeah. those parts. I like those parts. And, and and part of that is yes, though that I've heard this song way more than I would have if this wasn't twice. I would never have given this song this many listens. But, but I did the same thing with Knock Knock. I really did try and listen to Knock Knock a lot of times. I just couldn't. I mean, it's on my phone. It comes up on my playlist, and I just cannot deal with that song. Like, it is so boring sometimes. And so, we, we've talked about this off camera, where, like, there are times where it just sounds so sad. 
like like minor like, it, like minor chordy yeah. kind of sad like it's supposed to be a fun happy song and, and i you know what I, that's a big problem with signal too right where the droning part it just sounds kind of sad and kind of mm-hmm. like depressing but then the chorus and the dance and the choreography is just like we're cute and we're happy we're happy and we're cute we're cute and heart and heart and heart so like why put in this like droney sad part in there right um I kind of have similar problems with with both of these. Just not not consistent in in kind of the feel of the song. So, I mean, I pretty much, I probably know this already, but if you were to rank the five twice songs on the spot, um, what would you rank them, Josh? Uh, Like, ooh, ah, tt, cheer up, knock, knock, signal. You you would pick like, ooh, ah, over uh, tt? It's a very close one, too. Depends on... How how much of the, that song I've recently heard? That's true, because I because I, I pretty much did them the same. Because like, like, I haven't because I haven't heard Like Ua in a long time. I think you know what? Like I know Like Ua was decently big, but obviously it wasn't that big in comparison to Cheer Up and TT. But like, I still really love fucking Like Ua, man. Like mm, I mm, mm, like mm, I, every time mm, Twice shows up, people mm, always play Cheer Up. They always play TT, right? Sometimes they'll play Knock Knock, but like I want them to play some Like Ua, man. Like I want the kids to be singing like ooh ah that's a decent song. Um, yeah, I think for me it's like ooh ah, and or tt right yeah. depending. A decent sized chunk of missing, a uh, missing likeness stuff. They yeah, missing likeness. Then cheer up, and then another decent chunk of missing likeness to uh, signal, and then knock knock. Yeah, I think the the difference between the three songs that I like of Twice and the two songs that I don't, there's a huge gap. And that's kind of the scary thing, is, which is like, I mean, there was a lot of, I've never seen so much backlash over a K-pop song. Um, like people were writing crazy hate comments to like JYP um, about this. I really wonder what they're going to do next, right? Do you think they're going to, do you think after all this backlash, he's going to be like, all right, all right, we'll shove a bucket of money in front of Black Eyed Pill song and and go back to that, or do you think he's just going to continue until he like does he even need to? He he got all this backlash, but Signal's fucking back to number one again. Here's the crazy thing, like though, hey, is that compared to Knock Knock, uh, just looking at the music video, Knock Knock had very poor production value in, in the music video. Uh, Signal much higher, I think. Um, much much higher. Well, we didn't really yeah, talk about the actual music video. Right. Uh, the music video is a little bit strange. Also, I I I see what they're trying to go for. You know, like sending signals, and they're trying to be like aliens and all. But there's a lot of things that I'm just just scratch my head. Why would you Why would you do that? And why would you put that in there? Yeah. Why make the alien look so sad and and mopey, and mopey looking, derpy? Like it could have been just like some some hot guy, and you could just put some antennas on him or something. You know? Yeah. Like, and why would you make them chase him into the the creepy forest. And imagine if it was nine guys chasing a girl into the forest. Like yeah. that's weird. Why would you go home to this house and stalk him and force him to leave the planet? Because like, that's yeah. what happened. And then why would you end the music video on the most creepy alien face Photoshop thing I've ever seen in my life? Like why would you Photoshop the Twice Girls into such ugly ass aliens? Like I just don't. What is that? But but like the. Other than that, like I actually think the music video is shot decently well. It is. I don't think it's as good as Like Ua. It's definitely not as good as Cheer Up's like transitioning kind of game. Um, but I think it's probably on par with TT, um, with like giving each girl something to do. Mm-hmm. Except this time they're superpowers instead of like Halloween costumes, right? Um, and I actually thought the Halloween or not, sorry, 
I actually thought the superpowers, about half of them were done really cool, really well. Good effects. Like pretty Shot good effects. Well. Like a lot better than I expected. Like I thought it would be. Um, some of them are a little lame. Like a little cheesy and kind of like what? Yeah, like we couldn't really think of anything. Like you get MIB flashy stick power, but it it didn't actually. It just go. You go back. And, you go back in time, though. Is that how it works? Yeah. I mean, the the Men in Blacks that I've seen it just erases your memory, if I remember correctly. That's how they get around copyright, man. Uh, They're like, it's it, not the MIB stick. Yeah. That might be stick erases your memory. Ours goes so, back in time. It does something totally different, guy. And I will say, I think the most shocking thing to me is I was reading quite a lot of comments of people saying the knock knock video was way better than the um, signal video. And, how and that. Like I, I understand, I can understand if you like the song better. I, I truly can understand that. Yeah, I can understand. I don't that. agree with that necessarily, but I just, ca- I just cannot understand how you could think the knock knock video is better. I just can't. I mean, the best, the best part about Twice music videos and concepts is that everybody gets their moment in the sun. Everybody has like something, right? You, you look, it, it, arguably, except for maybe like Ua, like Ua didn't really have a thing because they were all kind of together. But, but they had amazing long take shots, and right. they did give them their 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 chance in the right in the camera. It, it was it was a it was a different kind of chance in the sun compared mm-hmm. to like TT and Cheer Up and uh, Signal, where they all kind of have their own thing. Right. They're, right. Their own costume, costume, or you know, outfit, concept, or concept, concept. concept or yeah. Like they had a general concept for the group, and each member had their own concept, and I think those kind of ideas make the videos really good um and even though signal is the worst song i would argue it maybe like it's close to like the third best music video yeah i mean i i don't i don't know exactly where i would rank it mm, in in it, that yeah. in that case i mean knock knock's definitely in the worst one but like i just easily I, that that boggles my my brain hole that that i read that quite a lot mm-hmm. um, but uh anyways is there any other thing um like again i think it will be really interesting on the ramifications because if this song never came back up the charts jyp that would be, would be really be. interesting yeah, yeah i think that'd be really interesting but the fact that they haven't gotten any significant competition since the song came out which by the way this we listen to a lot of music videos for the podcast right this was of like what fifty or sixty music videos released, this was the only girl group song released this in the last two weeks. Um, that we like listened no to. competition whatsoever yeah. in the past two weeks. It was just all boys, all boys, all boys, or sigh or solo things or ballads, right? Like, mm-hmm. not um, not to say there weren't female artists. We're we're talking about like girl group, girl groups, right? Like people definitely. I don't know if it was luck or everybody or actively avoiding really twice. Knew twice was coming out and JYP announced it so far ahead in time that people get out of the way but like th- there was no competition so like if you want any kind of girl group or any kind of uh this catchy girl group stuff this is the only song you're listening to this is kind of what you gotta settle for and i i guarantee like that last week all of my students were like the song sucks but like because there was no other song to listen to this week they're like it's like and which, by the way, this is one of the reasons why I think it's good if people schedule their stuff. Because by getting out of the way of Twice, not only does it help the other groups, it also helps Twice because if the song sucks balls like it does, they still have no competition and it's still good for Twice. 
But that is an internet slack fight for another day. That is another fight. Another day. Should we just move on? Let's go to the next big name debatable game. Yes, sir. So we actually have um, two more that we want to talk about and one that is definitely uh, no games. Uh, This next song, actually, we were debating whether putting it in the main section or not also, uh, along with these other three. Uh, That's Vix uh, with their song Shangri-La. Now, Vix is a boy group that has never held a place in our hearts, right? Fact. Like, some of the other boy groups, like, we've talked about Beast sometimes. We were like, Beast has never really hold a sauce up. But, like, there are some Beast songs that, like, I liked, right? Um, B2B. There's B2B songs that Josh has liked. I haven't right. liked that many. Right. right. But Vix has always kind of escaped us, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Part of the, I think I've mentioned on our podcast before, but their try hardy horror dark concept was just like my kryptonite. I just cannot, I can't deal with that. Right? I just can't deal. Arguably, I think maybe I like one of their songs. I think I like Chained Up, maybe. Like I've heard Chained Up, uh, and I think it's okay. Mm. But never once in my life have I, if it's ever been on my playlist, and it's never been something I've sought out to hear. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, this song is, I think, very, very different than normal Vix in terms of one, like concept and, and two, just stylistically also. Um, so the song itself, uh, it sounds strangely like, for some reason, a DPR live song. Like the, the synth is very prominent in it. And it's just like, OK, synth, 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 synth. And then the Vix comes in with like all the K-pop boy stuff. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. It's it. Kind of sometimes it sounds like it doesn't mesh super well because, as we said, even Loco has a problem sometimes on a DPR live type beat, right? You need a very certain kind of cadence and a very certain kind of style. Sometimes it didn't really work, I think, in this song. The reason I was bringing up the fact that we don't like Vix that much is that they did change. Like, this is not a super, this is not what I think of when I think of a Vix song, and it's definitely not what I think of when I think of a Vix concept, right? I, I just this was like kind of like all the recipe of like, finally, finally, this weekend K-pop can give Vix a chance, you know? It's something different. And we wanted to really like it, but it, it didn't knock it out of the park for us. But we also were not disappointed. Right. It has decent game. 
Yeah. Um, it's not a terrible song. I I do. I mean, obviously we picked it, but I do like the B.I.G. song more than this. But I do think that this song is something that I will download. Like, I will give this song a couple more shots. Yeah. Um, but the main reason I wanted to talk about this was was the music video. Right. Um, I think this music video has some beautiful, beautiful shots. And I'm not talking like they bought a drone and they went out into the the scenery and that's why it's a beautiful shot. Like, there are some really, really well-composed kind of... Um, setups kind of like art yeah. kind of like paintings and real life setups like angles and, and framing and uses of props and lighting i think was really really on point in this music video right i i totally agree like you know the style of the music video is just that kind of generic ass boy group with an individual posing with close-up face shots with the occasional group shot thing um but this is like sometimes they're dancing yeah sometimes they're dancing sometimes they're just staring off into the camera looking moody oh. right like but the fact that they added this, like, really great comp- compositional kind of layer to a lot of their staring off into the the left side of the screenshots, um, it just looked so good. It looked really good. Um, yeah. I could still do without a little bit of the filters. They do a little bit of the, kind of the dark, kind of grungy filters that I don't think are super necessary. Yeah. But I mean, I think overall, like, this is one of the most beautiful uh music videos i've seen and and the great thing i think is that even though they do use filters sometimes a lot of the shots where they're trying to you know change the color of the shot they're using like lighting color and so since it doesn't use a filter to muck it up it looks really sharp and the contrast is really nice and it just looks clean and kind of crisp and hd right they're doing it um uh, in real life, yeah, in real adding, life, and uh, not adding this secondary this like film kind of you know to it, and I think that's that's very important in videos where you're trying to focus on the members looking good, right? And there are it, while it it's not all the way like it it does a a much better job of say uh, uh, icons videos we'll talk about later that of of not cutting so much. Right. Especially with such a beautiful kind of scenery or beautiful like makeup. There's a lot of kind of sweeping kind of slow shots that give you some time to uh, take in the the ambiance. Yeah. To let your eyes, you know, feast, if you will. I still think they could have done a a little bit better on that stuff. They still got to fit in the dancing, you know, stuff part. But I but I thought they looked actually kind of pretty cool. Like they they weren't wearing crazy nonsense stuff. They their prop this time was the Asian fan, right? Which is strange, a little strange, weird. but but I mean I better know. than like a chain, okay? Like you know, better right. than like them trying to be super angry and whatever. Like this was a lot more, quote unquote, you know, sophisticated and a lot more fancy pantsy. Yeah, you know, fancy pants. I'm rich and I'm yay. sexually ambiguous. And <laughs> I mean, that's all K-pop groups, you know. Or but this, but this one especially was very sexually <laughs> ambiguous. Yeah, the, I think the worst offender of that is the uh, the tattoo on the back with like half the robe. And he's looking over the shoulder. Yeah, like, he's looking over his shoulder, like me? hey girl, or hey, who, hey guy. I don't know. Me. Um, yeah, well, that's a little cringy at times. Um, but that's the thing. I, personally, for me, I know it might be blasphemous, but like Vix to me is is the epitome of cringy to me. Like, yeah. I think a lot of their concepts are just over the top, completely over the top, completely nonsense. Like, I don't I as a you know, as a guy like I, 
I don't want I don't want to see this. I just don't want to see this. Not not because it's like making me uncomfortable like sexually. Sexually, yeah. it just it's just it's just a, me imagining myself having to wear that and like like act all angsty and stuff. Like it, it just, just it just like transports you to like high school where you were going through like a phase or something where you're like writing a diary and you're like and you're just, oh, I get that same feeling when I look at Vix. I was like, I think I used to be like that. At but one see, point in my life. For me, it's like you can be angsty, but you don't need to do the full blown, I'm gonna wear eyeshadow, I'm gonna wear all black, and I'm gonna act angsty. Like you can be angsty without drawing attention to yourself as angsty boy. You know what I mean? Right. Um and like sometimes Vix is like, I'm that's, that boy, guys. I'm that boy. <laughs> that's my issue, yeah. But I do actually find it interesting that this was produced by Divine Channel, which also did a lot of their past songs. And a lot of times we comment on like, well, if you're going to do a whole different sound, don't use the same guy that's been doing all your old stuff because they might fuck that shit up. And while this is not perfectly divorcing itself from that, because there definitely are parts where we're like, oh, it's a little too K-poppy when it probably shouldn't be, right? I think Divine Channel did a a decent job of it. Yeah, like hats off to a producer who can produce a different sound. Like that is very rare, I think, in a lot of kind of music composition like a lot of people will stick to kind of a certain style whether they want to or not right and this was i think very different from what they're what they're normally known for but i do think i think fans this actually happened for a lot of these groups fans might be like well they're changing styles because they want to be the forefront of the new style they want to be the the originators of the new style well i think in reality it's that vix is still not super duper popular so they still need to try new things to, to get more popular, right? Like, I, I don't really think they were, like, maturing as a group and, like, you know what I mean? Changing their song the organic way. All that, su- like, that sweet kind of talkings and PR right. bullshit. And I think that goes a lot for the next group we're going to talk about, which is another boy group and another boy group that is changing up their sound. Being a little bit more electronic-y. edm um, And this group is called Seventeen. And their song is called Don't Wanna Cry.
So the interesting thing is, uh, like we said with uh, Divine Channel, he did a lot of the Vic songs and he put out a song that sounds very different from the normal stuff. Uh, this song is also produced by the guy who does most 17 songs, uh, Woozy Bumzu. Uh, Bumzu produces pretty much every song of theirs. And this, I think, sounds very not 17-y. Right. It sounds very BTS-y. Yeah, um, with, with a, a little sprinkles little of God 7 yeah, in there. A little God 7. A little, little, little salt bay in there. And I know there's 17 fans that are like, it doesn't sound bts And it's like, yo. Not only the yo. music, there's a lot of concepts and dances that are also very similar to like BTS style. Yeah. The music video is shot very BTS style. Scenery, outside, long kind of tracking shots, like from a drone or from high up. Wide right? landscape shots. Yeah. Like. The choreography was a little bts not remotely like kind of the more musical kind of style of choreography. Very, very involved with the members, like a lot of member interaction. This was more kind of like powerful dances. We're going to be dancing in place and spinning and doing this. And yeah, it was a lot. It's a lot more self-serious like BTS's ones are, where it's just like a lot of like hand movements, like, uh, 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 like, oh, I'm so musical right i'm so interpretive dance a little bit you know um so so i think this is a very interesting thing because for the long time longest time so 17 has had many uh iterations already their first iteration we were like this is one of our favorite boy groups i cannot wait to see what they're gonna be like they did it like for maybe two or three songs arguably right we were like we are so fucking hype 17 they they're producing banger after banger after banger and then they went through this phase where i hate their songs josh decently liked their songs. decently liked but like i thought they went way too far in the cartoony musical uh, side of things um and then now they're like maybe realizing that they they didn't do very well with those types of songs so they're going in a total other direction where they're seeing a lot of other success in from other groups right we're going to be deep. We're going to be angsty. We're going to be serious. Yeah. And I, I I, really don't want to see 17 super serious. Yeah, I, I don't I don't either. Like already, I mean, we mentioned GOT7, but GOT7 was kind of doing that for a little bit, although they definitely switch it up all this the time. GOT7 right? is a whole nother beast. Um, and so a lot of other kind of Nugu groups are trying to kind of do, do this a little bit, right? But this is probably the the biggest follow-up to that kind of BTS style that I can think of. Um, the, uh, like the, the, you know, BTS has the TikTok cycle, right? They have the hard song, the hard party song, and they have the more like emotional song. emotional song. And like a lot of people have been aping the hard BTS party song, but not that many recently, or not many people have yet to really get on the emotional BTS, uh, side of song i think until this one i'm trying to think of another one but i can't yeah i can't I think, think of i one think god seven might have done a little bit of it but they're like maybe with fly or something yeah but still i think that's a little far off like i think this is probably the closest to that to that style of song I'm, right and it's uh we use the we toss around the word edm a lot but this song is very edm-y and a lot one of our friends um said that this sounds very chain smokery right and i will agree with that to a point 
uh, I think the the chain smokery kind of style is is present, but kind of the execution and the whole package of of what makes chain smokers chain smoker like what makes it really good is like not so prevalent in this song. Um, the best part of this song is the part where they say which is the chorus, right? Yep. And even though that is very catchy, that gets stuck in my head. That's the only thing I remember about the song. Like everything, like I don't, I don't remember the, the drop. I don't remember the build up. I don't remember anything, which is kind of the kind of key parts to I think EDM music, right? Right, right. Like the chorus is undeniably good. catchy. It's good. Yeah. Like I was singing it before this, and I, I like this song way less than I think even Josh does, mm. um, and way, way, way less than. I think our friend, you know, our, our friend. Do you have any other nice things to say before I say all the things I hate about it? Or, 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 or. Um, I'm trying to hold back and save it till the end. I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't really have anything nice to say anymore. Like we even watched the choreography video, or at least not a choreography video. I'm sorry, a performance of it because we wanted to see the full kind of thing. And, and that wasn't even that that amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like. We know they can dance, but it it wasn't anything spectacular. There wasn't anything that I can like hang my hat on and say, "Oh, I liked that." Oh, I liked that. I just watched them and like, yeah, I, I know somebody who can dance pretty well, and they're they're dancing this way, right? Like even the songs that I didn't like by Seventeen, right? Like Boom Boom and um, Aju Nice. The dancing itself was still pretty interesting. Like I was still like nobody else is dancing like this, right? Nobody else is doing this. I don't I don't like the songs and I never want to hear it. I don't want to watch it ever again, but at least I can give that credit where credit's due, right? This, this song doesn't have that, I think. I, I think by making it more generic, they are they are trying to make it more mainstream, which could be a good decision, but I think you're also losing a lot of the flavoring that made 17 stand out. But then, all right, we got nothing else. I'll be more specific. Uh, I think the worst thing you can say about this song is comparing it to Chainsmokers because I, I I think not that it makes my expectations higher, but I think by mentioning Chainsmokers, you, you, you can really pinpoint why this song is much worse than that. Yeah. Um, and we, and we effort. kind of critically dissected it like part by part. Right. Right. Uh, so I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but like I, uh, w- the two things I really hate the most is I hate the whisper singing. In, in the verse, especially the way it opens up the song. Like I already didn't really like it in really, really when the first winner guy is like, no, 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 Right. Like, how do you, no, no, Like, it's just so passive and it's just not what I want in a song. Like this one is worse and it goes on for way longer. And it's just like waste of time. What are you supposed to do to this part? Like, are you supposed to sing to this part? Like the, what, what are you supposed to do? You know what it is, Steven? That's the fan chant part. Uh, maybe, maybe I bet that's the fan chant part. I bet, but that that don't mean googly moogly shit to, to, to us regular guys. Yeah, yeah, for us, right? And so that part's really not good. I, I really hate that. It's such a waste of time. Uh, and the other part is is the while I I did just say the the chorus is the best part. It also for me has some of the most frustrating. It's also the most frustrating part because I can hear I can hear in my head the the good version of that song. The like, better version of the better song. version of the song. Like I can pinpoint, I could be like, I just wish I could just call up the dude who's making this song and be like, please just at least make a version of the song where you do this, you do this, you do this, you turn this down a little bit, and you do this, you would have a fucking banging song. But like, 
Bumzu is like, hold my hold my beer. Right? He's like, hold my beer. Let me just fuck this shit up. You know, like I, I don't want to get too specific right now because it, it wouldn't really help. But that, I think that's the part where the chain smoker reference really hurts it because why do we like chain smoker song? Because number one, there's a consistent great singer usually in a lot of their songs. Although I will say recently, I think it, their most recent song I just heard yet. Yeah, I think two days ago where they don't even have a featuring artist. It's just the dude singing and it's fucking terrible, right? Like it's fucking terrible. Anyways, like you need a consistent voice with personality. With personality. That's why that's all those kind of pop EDM songs are all great for because they have fucking Justin Bieber up in that bitch and he is the best at being a consistent like personality. Like singing guy. Right? Yeah. That's number one. You need that. You can't do that with a 13-member group. You just can't do that. That's impossible. The other thing that makes Chainsmoker songs great is the catchiness is in the backing track, right? But in this song, they shoved all the catchiness into the repetition of na 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 right but they don't use that melody line in the backing track like they could have go they could have leaned hard on that that melodic, that melodic line yeah. and put it in the forefront and then have them sing over it which is what a chainsmoker song would do but but they don't do that they actually kind of muddle the the that part they mute it yeah, yeah. With other kind of synthy kind of like eh, 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 parts, and you're just like, don't do why that. Why do that? But maybe that's an expectation of mine that maybe shouldn't be there. I guess I don't know. Uh, I think I get angry when I can hear potential greatness in a song, and if it's just a bad song, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it's just bad, you know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm there with you. Like the way I would describe it, what makes me so I guess frustrated about this song is that all the elements are there. It's just that the the levels and the mixing isn't quite right. Right. You know, and at one turn, like, I, I I definitely do like this maybe more than Boom Boom and Aji Nice because it does have the don't want to cry moment, right? I am, again, interested in seeing what they're going to do because I also don't think this song charted super well, but I, I did not check that for 100% certain. Right. Um, but I... Because I don't think any of their songs charted super duper well. Right. Um, I, I do wonder what they're going to do. Are they going to continue with this? Like, are they going to consider this a success? Like, do and 17 fans like this? Yeah. You know, I, I actually want to know. I didn't look up in our Slack channel. I should have looked up in our Slack channel what some of our other Slack channels thought about this. Um, I mean, for my students, they, they really like it. But, you know, a lot of the problem with listening to fandoms, whether they like it or not, is just they'll like it. Like, regardless, right? But see, I, I do think, though, that Korean people will definitely not have that Chainsmoker expectation because they don't right. like Chainsmokers here, right? Okay. They don't like They actually don't like that type of music here, right? So maybe this song is much better because it it kind of gets there, right? It's like a half step there. Korean styling of that. Right. So maybe that it does make sense. Maybe it is a master plan because if they did straight up come out with a Chainsmoker song, Korean people will be like, was it? Yeah, it's like 20, was it? 20? It's 26th six. on the I charts uh, with a point total of six. Uh, and to put that in perspective, Signal's number one with 250. So uh, it's uh, not doing great. Yeah. I don't know what it is on the Gaon chart because it's not out yet. Um, but uh, for the record, their highest 
charting song was Pretty You with 11. So arguably, I mean, 17 hasn't been making huge waves on the charts. So... Right, it's it from cursory looks. It looks like this was a pretty big fail, or just not a hit. Well, not no, a, I don't yeah. think it's even close to, you know, top fifteen. Like mm. it's not even close to top fifteen right now on a pretty dead ass fucking uh, two weeks. You know right. What I mean? But anyways, that's enough about seventeen. But we are still not go- done, guys. We're not done. We're still not done because we that was big names. Debatable, debatable games. games. We're going to move on to big name. Hell fucking no game. And this section Hell fucking no game. has uh, is, is has the one artist has this section all to it. Yeah. Hell, hell fucking no game city has uh, one citizen in it. Well, I guess <laughs> one group of citizens. Citizens, right. Uh, Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor and friends. And friends, yeah. You probably know by now. This section belongs to icon um and the first icon song we're going to talk about is bling 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 was produced by B.I. and a producer called Millennium. And Millennium turns out to be a first-time composer uh, and also is young enough to be cons- uh, a part of a future YG boy band. The disrespect. The disrespect that you... One, disrespect of YG to Icon. And two, the disrespect of YG to the fans. Do you think it's disrespect or do you think it's massive respect to Millennium? Who the fuck is this kid? That like, maybe he's a fucking phenom, dude. Maybe he was like, maybe that's why he's going to be in a future YG boy band. Because they always put a producer dude in, in one of their bands. If this song was, if he was a brainchild and he was a, a genius producer, <laughs> this, song this song would be great. <laughs> <laughs> this song is fucking hot trash. This song is so it's like I walked into a time a time slip and I like woke up in a totally different era of our lives. Like really? this song is so out of the out of the norm for for right now. You're right. K-pop when I heard this song I, I felt like I I slipped into a coma. You're right. So first off, this song has this like shitty farty like brass sound. This is terrible. It's like probably like 
that Taeyeon song's friends. Like that dude yeah, who made the really shitty brassy Taeyeon song. And, and we really just hate this stylistic concept. Uh, and this is just the epitome of the like, we're hard, hoodies, gold cars, perm mass, perm hairs, gold chains, looking hard, acting tough. Like, yeah. uh, just, it's just, we get it. We get it. It's just, we get it. We fucking get it, YG, okay? You, you guys like this concept. We get it. You, you, you like cultural appropriation. I get it. Yeah. And also, like, the backup dancers, the girl backup dancers, they fucked up their hair. They got they got the, like, the Barbies that, like, the six-year-old gave the Barbie a haircut and just fucked her hair up. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Kind of acorn blacky hair sometimes. And, and then you're going to go ahead and name the song Bling Bling? Like, come, are, you, are you serious? Bling Bling? We can't take that shit seriously. This shit's like tough cookie. Like, you say tough cookie, I, I laugh. You say blink blink, I think you mean it as a joke. What? Is, what are you doing, YG? Why are you killing you? Why are you killing your groups like this? Like this is crazy because this is co- this is coming off of winners really really, which is doing very well in Korea, right? Which is I think different. Like winners always done decently well, right? But pretty much, was it last year? Or was it two years ago that? That it was kind of Icon's year, right? Icon r- released a shit ton of songs, and they were yeah. the, like the talk of the new YG town, right? And and now in 2017, it's like be more like Winner, right? Like yeah, why, 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 why are you guys more like Winner? They're they're like brothers, right? <laughs> so Icon last year, he was like the star of the football team, you know, and the the Winner brother was kind of just studying, not doing much, and like playing a little guitar, you, right? Yeah, just like you know, playing with his his. You know, a guitar in, in his room all alone. And mom's like, why don't you go out and play more sports like your brother Icon over there? And he's like, shut up, mom. I'll do what I want. And this year, like, you know, he's in a band that's doing is really successful, yada, yada, yada. And his the Icon brother is just dropped out of high school, you know? like No, no, no. no. Icon is now like the college student who, who can't handle it in college. So he like went back to high school and is like thinking he's the cool kid again. But he's like totally too old for this shit he's like using slang that nobody uses anymore right like he's like hey guys remember when this used to be cool bling 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 bling. high five you know it's like get out of here get the fuck out of here get out of here guy we don't like you get out of here guy now for better for worse i will say though that at least they are focusing a little bit on the dancing more right they're like hey icon we can kind of dance. Right. Last year, we're like, can Icon dance? Yeah. Right. And, and again, for better or for worse, they don't sound like Big Bang anymore. Some parts they do, though. <laughs> there, there are, there's a little bit, there's a little tiny part where we're just like, oh, that's a little Big Bang. Or the chanting outro, right, which uh, Big Bang uses a lot, except this is a much, much worse version of that. So you might think, Josh and Steven, you're being unfair. You are you're very narrow in your your description and your ideas of icon and this song bling bling, right? Like right. Korean people probably love this shit. I'll tell you now, on Melon, we looked it up. This is after maybe a week or so of being released. Uh, it's rank eighty, eight zero, eighty on Melon, and uh, it's you know behind such bangers like uh you know girlfriend's fingertip. All right, what else is on there, Steven? EXID's Night Better Than Day. Oh, th- those are, I mean, those songs, they're they're much better than this song, to be fair. Right, but but the thing is, the reason I think those two are important is because those 
songs both also underperformed compared to their previous song, right? right? Like Fingerprint did much worse for G-Friend than their previous songs, and, and Night Better Than Day did much, much worse for EXID. And they're still higher than Bling Bling. Yeah, and just to put it in perspective, the younger brother who was the moody guy who's playing guitar in his room this year, uh, Winners Really Really is still number eight on Melon. It's still top 10. Yeah, yeah. And After like almost, what, a month? Or so being released. Yeah, fingertip really is what, like two, three months. Yeah, and Bling Bling was released like five days ago. Right. Sadness, sadness icon. Like uh, it's sadness, but but I also I'm happy with this because it's it's a bad song and it did badly. It's a bad song and they should feel bad. <laughs> yes, yes, right. Like that was my kind of thing with the with the twice thing, right? It's like, would would it have been better if it if Signal did bad, right? Because then they'd realize, oh, we did a bad thing. Shame, shame, shame. Let's do better next time. But then now, Signal's number one again. So JYP is probably thinking like, you fucking haters. You thought, you said you didn't like that shit. Well, fuck you guys. Suck on my nuts. It's number one again, right? I didn't learn a damn thing, right? Like, it's possible. <laughs> I think it's better. I think it's actually a better thing that that this song did terrible. Um, yeah. And speaking of terrible, we didn't talk about the other icon song. Josh, what song is this? It's called B Day. In Korea, it's, in Korean, it's Bolde, and they're trying to be all cheeky because Bolde kind of sounds like the Korean word for bee or bug, and they have all these like bug references and bee references, I guess. And I mean, fuck me, man, <laughs> bling bling is like the is like G to this song, dude. Like fucking hell. Yeah, this this song made bling bling look like really really like, right like fucking canon indeed Ooh, like. yeah <laughs> um and which is fucking crazy because this song was produced by uh airplay and kang ukjin and those are the two people that worked on winners full and winners really really respectively like they did one each right so these are the two people that made winners last two songs and they with their powers combined uh, they made the shittiest song possible they made this song it's astounding how bad how how bad this is. God, and the music video is just there's so many things wrong. It's so bad. Like I cannot believe this was a YG. Both of these music videos, I could not believe these were YG music videos. Like they were, sh they were like shitty SM videos. They're like in a box, right? Like with a lot of just props to make it look like they're in different places, but they're not really right. A lot of just like you're dancing in a in a one color room, right? 
what are you talking about, Steven? The T Rex baby hands dance didn't do it for you. The T Rex baby hands dance. Did the, not that weird, that weird B CGI didn't didn't do it for you. Sadly not. Skeletor's like you know, uh, two face kind of hair. You half black, half 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 bleached. Dude, the hair, the, the hairs do were for just you? so dated. They were just so dated. One dude had frosted tips. When's the last fucking time you seen frosted tips, let alone in a K-pop video? And, 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 and you didn't you didn't want to go buy out a, a man purse after you saw Skeletor with his yellow man purse? I I did not. I did not. Different. Hmm, that's um, strange. Neither did I. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not want to go to this black light party in the jungle where everybody looks a little dark. Yeah, very are arguably more racially insensitive than just regular like kind of low riders and stuff and, and maybe that's just me because i didn't re- read a lot, anything about this um if it was a controversy or not right like i just find it a little insensitive or just a, not even insensitive i just find it a bad decision to to have multiple shots near the end where they're in a jungle setting with the black light on which makes everybody look like they're like doing they're, blackface. It looks like the, a lot of these gr- backup girl dancers are in complete blackface. They, they also have hair that's very urban. Textured. We'll say we'll say urban, right? It's tr- they're trying to be. They're trying to texture the, or style their hair in a way that's like, you know, quote unquote tribal. You know, in a way. I don't want to say tribal. I don't like, want to say tribal. I don't want to say that, Josh. Okay, I don't um, want to say that. But I mean, that's they're they're gonna argue and be like. Oh well, it's a jungle theme. What do you expect? But like, right? You might have frizzly hair in the jungle. But, but me, me and I mean, maybe, maybe. So me and Stephen, we're not sure. Maybe we're making mountains out of molehills here. But Stephen, I think you reacted. You, you, you definitely reacted more adversely than I did. When I saw it, I was kind of like, that's. Uh. I was. But like, you were like, yo, I was like, hold up, rewind that. <laughs> pause it. Yeah. Do you see what's going on here? And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, don't tell me this is not fucked up a little bit. All right. Like, it like, was- like, let us know. Let us know. Like, send us a message, email. You know, if, if you're a Slack chingu, message us on, on Slack. Tell us, watch this video and look at the part where they're kind of like doing this party and there's a lot of girls around and they're using like neon paint and stuff, like glowing to dark paint. Yeah, it's mostly the backup dancers. This, it's not like Icon themselves came out looking like that tell us um, tell us is that racially insensitive because i th- i think at least for me i think that's racially insensitive i think yg stands for racially insensitive yes um uh, but yes i i think and also you know we were talking about ranks like you couldn't even find b-day in the top 100 right no it's not so uh these songs did very badly which is crazy again because i you know looking it up like icon last year or sorry it wasn't last year it was two years ago, 2015. Like they had multiple number ones, right? Like my type, apology. I mean, rhythm top was number five. Airplane seven, anthem six. Like, Dumb and Dumber was four for some they, fucking reason. They were doing good. Like Owner Moje was like three last year. Like they were right. doing good. Now to be fair, what we're reading at is their peak chart positions. So for all we know, maybe Bling Bling like for a hot second reached number eight, and then. <sighs> immediately dropped you know with the weight of a thousand suns right um so that's not the best example all i we can tell you is that 
this was this is probably i'm not even a huge icon fan but this has to be the worst um worst showing back the yeah. worst comeback of a of a pretty much a, a set group right a, a known group that i can i can picture in my head for that a like that has a good fan base that was popular like comes for from a, few, a big a few three years. company like right. I can't think of another group right now off the top of my head. Like you could argue like, I don't know, maybe like G-Friend, but G-Friend, one, they're not really from one of the top three. And two, uh, Fingertip actually did not chart so badly. They just charted badly in terms of G-Friend standards, I think. They're still higher higher than uh, Bling Bling right now, you know? So yeah, I I honestly like, I I can't even imagine like what's going on in YG's head right now, you know, like. Because, because are they still like what if they're planning seven more fucking releases like in 2015 with icon right like with such a bad reception here do you think they're going to keep going down this terrible rabbit hole you know please no please don't um but yes tell us you guys uh tell us your thoughts on icon maybe we're crazy and the rest of korea is crazy maybe this is the newest hottest shit in the international audience we just don't know doubt it we think it had absolutely no game and we're and this was a boy group centric two weeks right um and we gave out a lot of passes for a lot of these boy groups yes um but this one was like the worst one even with rando nugus that you'll never hear us ever talk about ever i'm pretty sure this is the worst one no fucking game no fucking game well that's it for this episode 115 um next week we're gonna have an after show it's going to be a sistar retrospective because again if you didn't hear us talk about it uh, 30 minutes ago uh, they are breaking up very soon we are going to see sistar for the last time tomorrow when we're recording this so i think it's going to be a very good retrospective a rest in pepperonis yep we're hoping we don't have to make any more of those this year but it sounds like we're going to make a lot of these. 2017 fucking savage taking lives here left and right. Yeah. Um, so until then. Bye. bye. He said it's not. It's like. <laughs>